And we're live. We are live. CABC family. Good Friday evening to you. Producer Kev over to my left from using the reflexive properties correctly. Uh, virtually, of course. Uh, John Garcia here. Excited to be back with you guys. Uh, we, we, we talked about becoming more consistent, uh, being more how we used to be, really more consistent than we used to be. Uh, so this is another step in that direction. And honestly, Kev already tweeted it out. So you got to follow up when when somebody tweets out, hey, it's feeling like a pod kind of night. So why not? Let's cap the week with CABC. A lot going on. Contact period officially here. So recruiting is about to turn all the way up. All the way uh, up. The NFL draft decisions are all in. Those are done. And there's a lot to talk about there. Of course, the coaching carousel still spinning. Dave Aranda headed to Baylor as LSU's exodus continues. Um, so a lot, lot to get to here uh, on a Friday night uh, in mid-January. Kevin, January, more than halfway over. How do you feel about your life? Uh, I'm looking forward to my paycheck because I haven't gotten paid in a long time. But, uh, you know, other than that, halfway through. <laughs> That's uh, very random. No, you know, it's the getting paid once a month thing. So uh, I got paid before Christmas trying to make it to the end of the January, but no, uh, halfway through the month of January, I can't believe we're already like halfway through a month in the new year, um, but you know, feeling good, um, been uh, trying to keep track of this draft, these guys declaring for the draft and uh, staying in school, uh, have some big... Uh, I mean, can we just jump into that, because Clemson's ridiculousness yeah, continues I mean, there. Talking, me and you were talking about it today, I feel like there's something... There's something in the water down there in uh, at Clemson. I mean, not only do you keep one of the best running backs in the country uh, that could have foregone his senior year, comes back for his senior year, uh, Travis Etienne, or whatever you pronounce his last name. Etienne, Travis Etienne. He's from Louisiana. He's from Louisiana. Of course, my, my grandmother saw him in the natty and said, Etienne, which is how we would say it in Spanish. Yeah. So there's a lot – you can go a lot of directions with this thing. But yeah. we're going to go Etienne. Yeah, so, I mean, not only do you get him to stay for his senior year, I mean, obviously you got Trevor Lawrence coming back for his junior year. Um, what you – you lost T. Higgins. Um, and A.J. Terrell, that's really it. Yeah, so, I mean, really you know, they kept, a lot of, they kept a lot of people. And not only that, but, like, the fact that they haven't lost any of their coaches. Uh, that's why, that's why that I they're yeah. in the water down there because they're just keeping – they're keeping everybody. Um Right. The only coach they lost was a co-OC. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So everything else is still in place. So Jeff Scott, head coaching at, at USF here down the road from me. Uh, but everyone else is still in place. Tony Elliott still your OC. Of course, Venables, your DC. Todd Bates on the O-line. Robbie Caldwell – or Todd Bates on the D-line. Robbie Caldwell on the O-line. Um, it's it's kind of status quo um, for, for Clemson. And uh, – we wonder if they have that sort of Bama thing where – remember when Bama would lose in a natty and we would all be like, oh, man, Bama's going to be crazy next year. I, yeah. I kind of feel that could be Clemson in, in 2020. I think I think that's why most people were, I, I think, rooting for LSU. They just figured Clemson would be back because of the ACC and because of Trevor Lawrence and because of, of all of that continuity. That's before we even realized that ETN was going to be there on top of it. By the way, they're getting Demarcus Bowman to compliment him, so – uh, Lynn J. Dixon's the current backup. I think he, uh, I think he'll be watching his six all spring and summer because Demarcus Bowman is an SI All-American and a freak of nature. For for those who don't know, 
the comp here is Dalvin Cook. I think he's an accelerator like that, uh, low to the ground, um, just a ridiculous burst. Uh, but he's got he's got some some thickness to him as well. He can lower the shoulder pads and, and run through you. And he played at Lakeland, won state titles, beat. Uh, this is this kid's a freak of nature who will play day one uh, should he do everything he needs to do on uh, and off the field. So, yeah, Clemson's Clemson's best recruiting class ever is coming in. And then you keep all these coaches and Trevor and Travis and, and et cetera, et cetera. So this is uh, this feels like one of those watch out for Bama after a loss kind kind of deals with Clemson. Uh, although, of course, Bama now should be feeling pretty good, too. A lot of good news there. Of course, yeah. since we last came on. Najee Harris electing to stay, and in Najee Harris fashion, not telling you that he's electing to stay. He's just going to stay. He's just going to yeah. stay. He's just going to show up in T-Town and keep working as if it was another day of practice, and that's that's why we love Najee. He, he does his own thing, stays in his own lane, um, and, and you know, that's that's big news for Bama, no matter how you look at it with with this, uh, this 2020 season on deck. A lot of inexperience in that running back room behind he and Brian Robinson. Jerome Ford hit the portal. Um, so three backs coming in to pair with Najee and, and Robinson there at the forefront and Mac Jones yeah, slash Trey Bryce Sanders, Young. Yeah, Trey Sanders coming back. So I mean this this backfield all of a sudden is top two in the country with, with Clemson, right? And Oklahoma State. Those those gotta be the best backfields in America going into into next season. So you gotta feel pretty good as a Bama fan. Kev, how, how surprised were you that Najee decided to stay? Not certainly how he decided to stay, but the fact that he did <laughs> did say no to the draft, at least right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, we always talk about running backs and, you know, running backs have the – there's a shelf life to a running back. And, uh, you know, I thought this was one of those ones where his shelf life at Bama had come to an end because I felt like it was – he had his year. This is the year that we kind of have been waiting for uh, from him to kind of come out come out of the shell and make these runs where – that we were expecting him to make and, you know, the hurdles and all this stuff that we saw coming out of high school. Um, so, I mean, I personally expected him to go just because he got that good year of tape. Uh, everybody, I mean, you know what he can do. You know what he's capable of. He's he's shown off the receiving aspect of his game now, uh, with, which the NFL really, really is starting to turn towards uh, being able to catch the ball out of the backfield really become an integral part of most NFL offenses and you got to have a good a back that can come out of the backfield and catch so you know that's I, I was surprised I'm not surprised how he did it he just showed back up in Tuscaloosa and was like yo what's up guys let's get to work um, he's like what time's practice oh yeah I'll be there yeah, I'll be there I mean yeah put the, put the an Instagram story of himself up in the uh in the the pool recovery pool thing and everybody kind of assumed oh well he's back in Tuscaloosa so he must be back and then you know um, he's back so kind of surprising not surprised how he did it but definitely surprised on the fact that he is coming back it is good news for Alabama as the quarterback situation we all know is up in the air but at least now you have the running back situation solidified um, so if you have to lean on your running game early in the year to help your quarterbacks give time to develop and all of that. You've got the you've got the returning experience coming back in Najee, and then you'll have Trey and all the guys coming back or coming in this year. So it's a good it's real good news for Alabama um, on that front. So yeah, and quick quick thought for those thinking already of, of that opening game of, of 2020, USC uh, in terms of their NFL draft guys, Austin Jackson, the big time left tackle. 
he has departed, but uh, Tyler Vaughns, the senior receiver, is sticking around, as well as Jay Tufeli, the big defensive tackle uh, for USC. So USC, I think, came out positive as well with the whole early entrant uh, situation. They did lose Vilas Jones, who's an Alabama native. He's headed over to Tennessee to play for T. Martin, but uh, everybody else is, is sort of status quo at USC. So that game, you know, has a little bit more NFL luster, a little bit more NFL angles uh, heading into to this season. So I, I think a lot of teams, you know, Bama, Clemson, USC came up positive when it comes to, to the early entrant situation, but we yeah, do uh, know one team huh. that did not. <laughs> yeah. That's LSU. This, LSU. This we thought the like the Bama exodus last year was bad with all the coaches leaving and all that. But I mean, they've lost as of today at the end of draft de- declaration period, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they had 14 starters either graduate or declare early for the draft. You're losing the Heisman Trophy winner. You're losing your co- your passing game coordinator and Joe Brady, who's now the offensive coordinator in Carolina for the NFL team here in Charlotte. Um, and then you lose today. You lose Dave Aranda, who now becomes the Baylor head coach. Who, which so I got to recruit against them, yeah. Who I saw a crazy, uh, a crazy stat off that 2000, the 2001 Mike Leach Texas Tech team. There's now 11 of those guys that are now head coaches. Wow. Um, so that was with Dave Aranda becoming Baylor's head coach. Uh, 11 of those guys are, are head coaches now. So I can't tell you who all it is, but there's a lot of people on that. So, um, <laughs> but incredible. Uh, yeah, so that's um, uh, yeah, it's big, man. They've lost, they lost so much to the draft, and um, it's you know we talked about could LSU come back with just getting a transfer quarterback? Uh, now you got to replace what was pretty much your OC. He wasn't calling plays, but I mean he was pretty much an OC. Um, and Joe Brady, offensive guru who was pretty much credited for the, the, the emergence of this offense and Joe and Joe Burrow. And, um, and you're losing defensive mastermind, Dave Aranda, who has been the DC there with these great defenses the last couple of years. So you're, you're really replacing, they're really replacing a lot. Whereas, you know, a lot of these other schools have come out pretty well, like Bama and like we just said. So, yeah. So, so a couple of, uh, Names for, for those who are maybe casual SEC fans. Clyde Edwards E. Lair declared for the NFL draft. Thaddeus Moss declared for the NFL draft. The tight end who had two touchdowns in the natty. Uh, Justin Jefferson, really the breakout. That was a Moss. Catches two touchdowns, declares for the draft. Like, <laughs> hey, guess what? You're going to have to watch more tape on him now, right? If you're an NFL yeah. scout, you yeah. got to cycle back on that tape. Uh, tight end is definitely not as loaded as it was last NFL draft. So I think he'll he'll benefit from that. Jefferson, who was the breakout receiver, he declares. Remember, he had four touchdowns in the semifinal. They lost an offensive lineman early, Sadiq Charles. Remember, going into the year, we thought LSU's O-line was was middle-of-the-road SEC, so their best player up front. He is now headed to the NFL. Of course, Burrow gone as well defensively. Uh, In terms of the early guys, of course, Grant Delpit departed. Um, One of the linebackers, Patrick Queen, who sort of broke out late in the season, he departed, probably their most – Athletic linebacker uh, Jacoby Stevens, I believe, stayed, but Jacob Phillips departed. So um, it was really, I think, two or three guys who were eligible to leave stayed. Everybody else dipped. 
bunch of coaches dipped, and uh, this this LSU follow up is is going to be pretty interesting to follow from all angles here. I really, I truly wonder how that's going to go. And then in regards to adding transfer quarterbacks, everybody goes to Derek King as as the LSU guy. We've talked about it for months. Well, he's at Miami this week. I was about to say, he's in Miami this weekend. Like, what yeah, is Miami? Yeah. So, so now you have to wonder if you're LSU, your approach with King, how much does it change without Joe Brady uh, and without another weapon, another two weapons uh, in the receiving core with Thad Moss and Jefferson? Remember, these grad transfer quarterbacks, they want to come in, play, and buckets. get to the playoff. They want buckets, right? Come in, instant offense. They want to do the Justin Fields thing and immediately – take that that team to the next level. Well, now you have less weapons. Of course, LSU had a great recruiting class. They're still working on it. There, there are weapons throughout that class, particularly um, at wide receiver, and they're getting the best tight end in America, Arie Gilbert. So all of that stuff helps, but you're still talking about freshmen. So you want those freshmen to be compliments. And, and right now, after Jamar Chase and that offense, there are nothing in terms of experience uh, within that LSU roster. So that thing is is going to be quite wild to follow going forward. And, and I wonder when, when it comes to preseason polls, not that they mean a damn thing, but when it comes to preseason polls, how, how you got to drop LSU, right? It's not going to be LSU one Clemson two, like the, like the games showed us. No, it's going to be different. Cause we're talking about a new year. How far down do you drop LSU? Could you possibly win a national championship and, and be slated outside of the top 10? It's not likely preseason, but you could make that argument. I mean, how many teams could you conceivably take today over LSU? We all agree on Clemson. We should agree on Alabama. Ohio State should be a no-brainer. I think Oklahoma, provided Spencer Rattler is anything we think, uh, they could be uh, in an argument to be better than LSU. Just in the SEC, Georgia belongs in that conversation. They've upgraded maybe at the quarterback position. At least they've already solved their quarterback issue uh, compared to LSU. We know Auburn is only going to trend similarly uh, to this past year. And, heck, they gave LSU as good of a game as, as anyone and held them to, to the fewest amount of points scored with their defense. So I, I think you can make a strong argument that LSU might not even be a no-brainer top 10 team. You know, uh, it, it's kind of crazy, but it's I think it's true. Oregon is going to be in the top 10. Florida, I think, is going to be in the top 10. Uh, so I, I just I don't know how far LSU can fall, but it is – it feels unprecedented. I haven't gone back and done the research. That's the producer's job. But I, I can't remember how lowly ranked a defending national champion opened up in the rankings. Again, they don't matter, but it's just interesting. I think LSU is going to come out a little bit lower than what we're used to. Typically, it's you're still in the top five, usually two or three after you win it all. Even if you lose some guys, I think LSU is, is going to be on, on the, the massive downside of that, I could see them eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve without really constructing too too deep of an argument there. So it's it's going to be just in the SEC. I think there are three or four teams that are at least right there with LSU, given what they lost. So it's uh it's going to be fun. It's going to feel uh, almost like baseball, Kev, where it's like every year is truly different. And I think the the Bama Clemson thing maybe lulled some people to sleep with that. But if you look at those other teams. It's been round robin, and I think this 2020 year is going to be the most round robin-ish. I think the only locks for the playoff, as we said last show, are Ohio State and Clemson. I think everything else is truly up for grabs, and I think most years it, it feels 
it feels less open than that. I think we usually feel like two, three, or four teams are, are sort of the group, and everybody else is just fighting for New Year's Six Bowls. But I think there's a legitimate uh, openness uh, to and an open feel to, to this 2020 season, at least at this juncture. And we still got the portal to, to shake out. Chase Bryce did leave Clemson, right? The quarterback, the backup. For those who remember uh, last yeah. year, he came in and uh, and beat Syracuse when, when Clemson was down. Uh, T-Law got knocked out pretty early in that game. I think it was his first start after Kelly Bryant quit. And uh, and Chase Bryant came out and won them that game. I think it was a big fourth and 15 or so. He hit T. Higgins um, uh, to get over Syracuse. And that has, was kind of the end of Syracuse's run. But, um, you know, Chase Bryce can play. So that'll be another nice option for, for those in the quarterback uh, portal market. So I think LSU, Miami, Florida State, um, Wake Forest, now that they've lost quarterbacks. I mean, there's a lot of programs in need out there. And Chase Bryce is another addition. So uh, pretty interesting with LSU. And, and like we said, the top quarterback target for them, he's at Miami right now. And, and how attractive is LSU compared to a week ago? It's got to be a 180 for, for this kid. So you just wonder how much a school like Miami is reminding him of that. Although, of course, they don't really have a whole lot to counter with, but they're in Miami. It's nice. I'm in Florida right now. It's about 70 degrees. So maybe that's that's a good starting point. Uh, but Rhett Lashley's down there as the OC. I think he's much more of a recruit-friendly coach uh, compared to Danny. You know, so, so there's news there. Speaking of coaching news, real quick, I know we're kind of dumping a lot on you. Burton Burns headed to the NFL as well. He was a longtime running backs coach at Alabama. He is reportedly headed to the Giants, who are are definitely leading the pack for weirdest offseason in terms of coaching hires. They hired Patriots wide receivers coach after the Patriots receivers were terrible, uh, brought in Jason Garrett to supplement that. And I don't have to explain that. Uh, and then and now Burton Burns, who really wasn't coaching in the last few years. It was sort of a consultant for Alabama, associate head coach. So really interesting offseason for for the new york giants but uh there was there was more bama news there with burton burns of course charles huff the current running backs coach and uh he's doing a pretty good job so far yeah i don't <laughs> though well, i saw that this this afternoon about the jason garrett going to the giants and i was just kind of like what's happening right now um where are we going you know what's crazy hold on real quick you know what's crazy about this lsu stuff we haven't talked about Odell Beckham. We haven't talked about the White House. We haven't talked about any of that. That that's <laughs> that's how crazy this roster is right now with LSU uh, with these departures. It's uh it's a lot. There's a lot going on with that program. So uh, I'm truly interested to see how how Coach O and company uh, rebound. But I will say, and enjoy that trip to DC today, fellas, and uh, enjoy the oh, waves yeah. that are coming in. I'm sure they'll be blingy and perfect. But it, just enjoy it. That's all. Enjoy. Yeah, it was uh, the fact that we didn't even talk about any of that has been uh, been amazing. The fact that Odell Beckham's handing wads of cash to players on the sideline, bro. I uh, mean, what? What? Uh, I mean, like in the in the world that we in the in the landscape of college football that we are in right now with the NCAA. I mean, it's just. He's on the 50-yard line. He's not even in the locker room. He's on I mean, the field. He's handing stacks of cash to, to players. We well, counted it first, too. It was like, yeah, I mean, he, hey, look at me, and then I'm going to give it to you. And then I'm going to give it to another guy. Yeah, and then, yeah. then there's the whole, like, 
security threatening to arrest players smoking cigars. I don't understand that one. Um, and then he slaps a security guard on the ass or something, gets an arrest warrant issued. Like, what is this? Bizarre. Just bizarre. Uh, Take it's, the- it's, it's, it's weird. And I think a lot of things about Odell are weird. But um, this has been very weird. Like, the moment that game ended, LSU started trending down in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's that is so weird to me. And I don't think, look, the, the whole the thing with the like, police. Celebrate with your school. I get it. Like, I understand you're proud. Right. You're an LSU alumni. But, like, don't hand out lots of cash. It's just, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he's, he's just ahead of the game and it's like, look. It's not going to be great in 2020 anyway. So let's just have let's just have more fun. Let's just you got it. Like yeah, let me take it to another level because yeah. we can, right? Um, yeah. So the whole locker room thing—that's like no comment on that. But um, odd, odd to to win a national championship and and literally the three or four days after, everything is negative and or weird. And that's really, you know, where LSU's at from from a, doing, a, continuity, a continuity standpoint. Yeah, they're making weird social media videos with some White House lady. I don't know who that was. Yo, okay, who is that lady though? I don't know. Somebody said it was their academic person, but I don't know who. She's it is. getting promoted wherever she is. Yeah, so I don't know who that was. That was weird too, but yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, Whole thing. I'm trying crap. to hit. I'm trying to hit the chat button for some reason. It's all good. I mean, right. there's not. We 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 got a little bit going on in the chat, so I mean. Well, I'll just I'll trust you on that. This is water, by the way. Yeah. Um. So, we do have some people. I mean, DJ's in. DJ's been a long time guy. He's been with us for a shout, while. Shout out, DJ. Appreciate you, DJ. He said, "What's up, guys? Uh, King to LSU." Um. I mean that would be you. That's what that's what everybody kind of thinks. But then I mean, his first officially goes to Miami of all places. Um, yeah. So uh, then asking about uh, um, asking about LSU's quarterback situation. Uh, people are saying Miles Brennan, which I mean we talked yeah, about. I mean maybe. Maybe it should be his. That's I mean, he's, he's in the Mac Jones category, but really like Mac Jones, right, because we've we've seen less of, of Miles. Yeah. So I mean, again, you trying to win nine ten games, or you trying to get to the playoff? At yeah, least exactly. have the competition, right? At least you yeah, I mean, bring somebody it's in. Gotta be open. It's got to be open at this point. I mean, you're not going to just crown somebody. I would because I would be floored. They they're signed two quarterbacks. I would be floored if either one of those guys is ready to go day one. Floored. Write it down. Old takes exposed. Whatever you want to do. If TJ Finley or Max Johnson are ready to go day one at LSU, I would be floored. If they even really gave Miles Brandon a good look at this point, I would be floored. Seeing both of them in action, both intriguing. Both certainly have a lot of tools, but I do think both are projects. And Peter Parrish, I think, is is still – sort of on that end of the scale going into year two. I remember he he was never the full-time starter in high school. So uh, to imagine yeah, him two years later leading the defending champions is is, is a little far-fetched just from a, a conventional perspective. So love the kid, great kid, a legit athlete, and a good passer. But in terms of everything coming together, I think it's, it's going to be a while. Especially you would expect Steve Ensminger and that crew to try to maintain a lot of what Joe Brady implemented. 
which we know was, was, was more quick thinking, more on the fly, deeper progressions, which is always the hardest thing for a young quarterback, especially against complex SEC defenses. You just don't expect a teenager to, to, to be able to factor into that. So Miles Brennan or grad transfer start the competition there and trickle on down. But uh, I'd be shocked if it wasn't uh, Brennan and or King at the top of that race going forward. But uh, either way, LSU is they're a movie. They're a movie going forward. They've been a movie really this whole year. <laughs> it's, been, it's just like, it's like an extended cut. Time. We're in the extended cut. Yeah, we're in the extended cut, special like yeah. director cut. Yeah, because I mean Max Johnson, you know, the, he's the 251st player in the country according to um, some websites, and um, I mean the kid's six four, two fifteen, and so I mean he looks the. Looks yeah, the part. I mean, Brad Johnson's son. We all remember Brad at uh, yeah. Florida State and, and winning a. Did he win a Super Bowl? Yeah, with the Bucks. Yeah. The so, Bucks. yeah. Brad. Brad had his moments. Uh, played for mm. the Cowboys in his later years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know. TJ tools there. Yeah. So, he's. I mean, he's got yeah. the tools, and then TJ started. I mean, TJ Finley. I mean, he's got the. He definitely has the intangibles. He's six six two fifty. He looks He's a big old cat. Yeah, he looks. I, good I saw him at the field. opening at uh, should I say it? No, nah, I mean he just—he's a big kid, and he acts like a big kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he's got the you know three—he's a three-star out of out of Louisiana, but I mean, he's got a huge arm, just inconsistent. He's gonna be a project. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's he's got some Jamarcus Russell in him in multiple ways, which is good. I was I was really hoping you compared Marcus Russell because he's a big. <laughs> Big kid with a big, big, big kid who could off of his back foot launch that thing 55 yards. Yeah, he can. He could do that. That is confirmed. Everything else, TBD. But that yeah. part is absolutely confirmed. Uh, but, but again, I, I think Max Johnson had some really sort of poor production early in high school. Picked it up as a senior a ton. But, uh, again, playing small school ball in Georgia, and then, boom, you're in the SEC – Competing for a playoff spot, just a lot. It's just a lot for for a kid like that. So I'm not even sure if either or both of them were early enrollees. So I just think it's it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a minute for those guys. So LSU's quarterback situation among the most intriguing in the country. But but if some of those Brady things were implemented and and can be maintained by Ensminger and company, then you should still be attracted to it. Um, how much? I don't know. There's a, it's a very different looking team. But you should still have some interest. So we'll see what King does. Hey, maybe Chase Bryce is their guy. I'm not sure. I mean, everybody in in the Clemson program and around the Clemson program loves the kid. He's a winner, son of a coach. Grayson High School, we all know what they did with Kim Dietschy and those guys, Wayne Gallman back in the day. They're, they've won like that since those guys have departed, and Bryce was a part of that uh, for, for several years. And like we said, he's he's proven to some degree. We know uh, the moment ain't too big for, for Chase Bryce. And he's obviously been in a great system for several years. But he just think about the guys he sat behind, right? He comes in and Deshaun Watson is the starter. And then Trevor Lawrence enrolls. I mean, what the hell is he supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we, we don't know how good. He may be. He may be a top 10 quarterback in the country. And we wouldn't know because he's behind two goats uh, at Clemson. So. And neither one, of, neither one of those quarterbacks at LSU are are enrolled. So you're already a step. Yeah, you're already a step. You're already a step back. So. Um, yeah. But I figured, uh, you know, we we've hit on some of the big stuff going on in the world of college football and the draft and all of that. So I guess we should uh, 
should probably give the people what they come to hear. Um, we've got a lot of they want us to box a virtually. Of, a lot of requests to you know go back to the roots, and we you know we we're trying to get back there. Uh, let's go. Um, let's take a quick look at some of the Alabama guys uh, enrolled, committed. Um, sure. The 2020 class um, for Alabama. Well, running back isn't as big of a deal, but Bama did sign three. So yep. I think now all of a sudden with Najee coming back, you've got one of the bigger, you know, SEC running back rooms. you got six or seven guys right now who have some type of experience. I'm not even factoring in guys like Christian Story, who may be an athlete for you in this class, Chadarius Townsend, who's floated from DB to receiver to running back over the years at Alabama. Um, and then Robinson, Najee, and these three added all into that. I mean, that's that's quite a group of bodies at the running back position. Uh, Jace McClellan is a star out of Texas. This cat was committed to Oklahoma for two years and flipped to Bama. Um, I think <laughs> talk about recruiting, that, that's, that's a win right there. And I think he's the best of the three backs, certainly the one best built for space. Rodell, Rodell Williams is the in-state cat from uh, – Bessemer, Hueytown High School, same as Jameis Winston. He's more of your conventional downhill Alabama back. Think of a balanced running back uh, who we really hadn't seen a lot of. He's a Friday night kid. No camps, no track, no testing. There's still some unknown with Roy Dale Williams that I think is very intriguing, but obviously knows what to do with the ball in his hands. And then Kyle Edwards, the kid out of Louisiana, uh, who's actually uh, in town this weekend with a couple other official visitors, Cedric Van Pran, who's a Georgia O-line commitment. Javon Baker, who's an Alabama receiver commitment. Uh, and McKinley Jackson, maybe the top DT in the country, who isn't, who isn't signed just yet, told me he's probably going to Bama this weekend. So TBD on that as we look to follow up. But Kyle Edwards is back on campus. He's another balanced type like Roy Dell, but maybe a little bit more geared towards space uh, compared to Roy Dell. So McClellan, pure space guy. Uh, Roy Dell, balanced, more of a first and second down cat. Uh, and then Edwards is a bit of a blend. So you, you like the versatility and diversity of, of those Alabama running backs. Very typical under Saban, but it was clearly uh, a priority. You want to talk about the quarterback uh, coming in, Kev? Because I think I'm all I'm all Bryce Young out at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what more can we say? Uh, they they sign one. They sign one who happens to be the top in the country, uh, Bryce Young. Um, a lot of Tua comps and all that stuff. So, I mean, we've said it before, and I'll say it one more time before we're done talking about Bryce Young until the spring game. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, maturity level and X's and O's um, be very – don't be surprised when he comes in and picks things up very quickly uh, in, this, in the Sarkeesian offense. Look for him to probably be – uh, in the spring game, look for him to probably be the number two um, in the spring game just because the X's and O's is, is there. The modern-day offense is very complex. It's very pro uh, – well, what is becoming pro-style offense um, with the spread type stuff that, that you're going to see at Alabama throwing the ball and all that stuff. So um, I think that, you know, he'll be number two going in the spring game. Probably don't be surprised if maybe he even wins the job. Who knows? Um, we'll see where that goes. See how he performs in spring. So, uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm I'm with you. I'm Bryce Young. Out. Um, we can. Uh, we'll move uh, to the receivers. Um, got four. 
four of them committed right now. Um, you got two in. You got two enrolled already. Um, one signed and one hard commit in Javon Baker. Um, this is your hard commit. Um, and then you got uh, Mr. Bell out of Carroll City. Uh, another Thank South. You. Another South Florida. Uh, the South Florida receiver pipeline is still open and running for them. Um, we all know the story of the South Florida receivers so far. Um, you know, uh, Bell's, you know, 5'11", 190-ish. Um, so, you know. Yeah, he, he, brings, he brings more more of what you would expect from South Florida. Route running, polish, competitive, uh, big play cat. I mean – He's, he's not going to test out the gym. He's not going to wow you with any one thing, but his combination of things uh, is, is pretty special, as we, we've come to expect from South Florida wide receivers. And in terms of Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, Xavier Williams, he's probably he's probably more like yeah. Cooper. And I'm, just, <laughs> let me slow down. He's more like Cooper just in terms of his grit and how he plays. I think – I think Judy was more finesse. I know Judy was more finesse. Ridley was more of just a lightning bolt, right? Pretty routes, and then when he hit go, it was a little bit different. Um, I think Jones Bell's a little bit more in the Cooper mold where, yes, he can run by you, but he can manufacture by you as well, and he's very dangerous after the catch. Jones Bell might be as good as any of these guys after the catch in terms of physicality. He looks like a running back already, so I think that's where it gets really exciting especially when you think of these current offenses, right? What do you get? Bubble screens, jet sweeps, slip screens, hitches, things like that, that allow these playmakers to, to go do that. And I think uh, that he's going to have a chance to, to maybe factor in early. We know Devontae Smith is back, one of the huge recruiting wins for Nick Saban this cycle. But after that, after he and Jalen Waddle, I should say, a lot of question marks, right? John Mechie, is he ready to be that next guy? What about the rest of this group? What about Tyrell Shavers? Uh, the, the other receiver who came in with with Judy Ruggs and Smitty. So there's still some other bodies in there. And, and I think the polish and after catch ability of Jones Bell, who is enrolled, could help him factor in pretty early. So he's he's definitely the receiver I would be most excited about if I was a Bama fan. Yeah, like we said, like we've said, the, the enrolling early part, man, is just it's so important these days. And Bama has Bama got a lot of these guys already enrolled. Young's already enrolled, Brazel's already enrolled. Uh, the five-star athlete out of Texas, uh, Drew Sanders, is already enrolled. Um, so, I mean, they've got a lot of these guys already rolled. I mean, enrolled. McKell J Jace McKellen's already enrolled. I mean, Williams is already enrolled. Jones Bell, Jackson Bratton, all these guys are already enrolled. They're already on campus. They're taking college classes. They're in the door. They're learning the playbook. I mean, it's, it's huge for these teams now to get these guys in. Get them in in January. Let them, and they're there. They're already there. They've been there for weeks now. Um, so you know, we talked about it last year when you had guys uh, like Pierce Quick and all practicing in bowl practices. I mean, yeah, Evan Neal, yeah, Evan Neal. It's huge for these guys yeah. to get in and you know get going early. So it's a, it's a, it's a good time that Alabama still got these guys getting in early. Um, so, no doubt. Uh, yeah, receiving receiver room looks looks pretty good coming in. Uh, could still be better too. I think I think there's still some room maybe for a receiver 
or pass catcher to be added, whether it's a receiver or a tight end. So certainly keep an eye on signing day. Um, Alabama could could improve there. Not a lot of spots left, but um, I think that's one area where they could potentially look to add there. Uh, the secondary and, of course, D-line, because it's Alabama. They're always going to recruit D-linemen until the 11th hour, whether it's McKinley Jackson, who I mentioned, who may be on campus this weekend. Jay Hardy, an Auburn commitment. All of a sudden, you know, he didn't sign because he was at like a basketball event. It was it was a very recruiting 2020 thing. And, and again, these kids don't realize they can sign later. Right. Um, but three days go by. He doesn't sign for whatever reason. Uh, and Auburn feels OK about it. But all of a sudden, here comes Alabama and other schools coming in for for another big. You know, if you're a big athlete on the defensive line and you don't sign early, you're going to get more love. It's just it's too big of a, a priority position for you to sort of slip through. And I think um, that's what's happening with Jay Hardy. So I think Alabama is going to stay aggressive on the defensive front. Um, real quick, speaking of that, kid who thinks he's a D lineman, Jason Jones, uh, actually. Going to Baylor. Ready, I'm getting ready to ask you. <laughs> he's going to Baylor this weekend. They got six D linemen and they only yeah. have three offensive linemen. Uh, so far in this do class. the math, do the math, Kev. And their bet and their best and probably the best offensive lineman in the class is playing defense and <laughs> says he wants to play defense and all that. So, uh, I mean, you know, more power to him. He's trying to stick to his guns, but I mean, he's, start, he's starting to open up a little bit towards it. So. Well, I mean, you, <sighs> yeah, he has to. He has Not to. everybody can do the Raekwon Davis. I mean. It's, he messed it up for everybody. Who's sick yeah, I mean, he got all these. He got all these yeah. big kids thinking they can just go play. They can go play nose in the SEC now, like just because he did it. I mean, J- Jones is what six? He's almost six seven, six seven three forty. I mean, you're a freaking tackle. Like, get <laughs> if you're an offensive tackle. Like, just come to grips with it. Um, yeah, he might even be a guard down the road. Who knows? You're, you're, Who knows? You're, he's a massive cat. Yeah. You're gonna make you're gonna make more money doing that uh, than you will plan, trying to become a defensive lineman. When I mean, you're just not as good at defensive line as you are at offensive line. So right at, at Under Armour, um, talking to guys who you know have 24/7 and rivals and ESPN, you know who hadn't seen Jason because he wasn't a camp guy. He was you know banged up or whatever was going on at different points. Uh, <laughs> They they were str- like stricken when they saw him, you know. And the last time, the last couple times we said that were like Daniel Falele, who's at Minnesota, who's six nine four hundred, Evan Neal, just two years ago or really a year ago, and Jason Jones. Those are the guys who kind of strike you like, holy crap, this this kid is massive, but he's not fat. Like it's crazy. Uh, he's one of those guys, and and people at Under Armour were like, man, is he going to be Evan Neal two point oh? Like, well, he's playing defense, so. Even even casually, uh, your 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 thoughts as an evaluator go there. They go to the offensive line. So, um, we'll see. We'll see with Jason Jones. But he's taking an official to Baylor this weekend. Uh, we know Georgia Tech heavily involved here. Oregon may or may not uh, be a major factor down the line. So um, obviously Alabama still holds his commitment. Maybe it's a blue shirt. Maybe it's a gray shirt. Uh, all TBD on the final numbers, uh, but if, if Jason Jones wants to play offensive line and stay home, uh, he'll be at Alabama later rather than sooner, uh, and, and he'll get that chance uh, in January, in theory, next January. So we'll see 
we'll see how that shakes out. But that's certainly an interesting recruitment to follow, especially if you're just looking at the numbers, right? So yeah, Jason Jones headed to Waco and Dave Aranda. How about that? Uh, I think I bet I bet he holds on to a lot of that Baylor staff that Matt Rule uh, that Matt Rule put together. So I think that yeah, be I mean, I think he's pretty rule. it's pretty late. It's pretty late in the game for him. So yeah, I think Rule yeah. only took a couple guys with him to Carolina. I know. Yeah, I know Snow went over with him. Not sure how many other guys. So uh, yeah, it's just going from college to the NFL. You don't want the whole college staff there. You want to bring in some more NFL types uh, and or go get Joe Brady. The people, people here, people here in the greater Charlotte area, they don't really know how to react. I don't think they were. Uh, I think they wanted an NFL guy. But I was. I I've told everybody. You talking about you're talking about for Joe or for for Rule? For both. So you get. Obviously, they're you know they got the we got the uh, you know they hired Matt Rule. Everybody was kind of like, oh my gosh, they're hiring a college coach. Um, but then I I try to tell people I say, y'all just don't just wait, just just give it a minute. I mean, and then of course he like he has his opening speech and like I'm ready to like run through a brick wall because I mean he knows he he he's got the gift of gab. He can talk. I mean he's got a he's got a good talk game. And, he but says, just, with him, it just feels it feels like honest though. Yeah, him. it does. He it's feels pretty, like, like he's believable. Like you're like I, he's not reading a, a card up there. It's he, not. It's not. Lane, it's not. Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. Like it's 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 Matt rules. So. Hey, Lane, Lane Train's got a big weekend. Zach Evans. I mean, Zach Evans is the perfect Lane Kiffin recruit right now. I mean, Zach, we're not supposed to you know push you anywhere, but. Go ahead and ink orange uh, or orange, red, white, and blue. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and be a rebel, bro, because that is the fit is incredible, and I really can't dig into that, but the fit is, <laughs> is impeccable. Zach Evans and Lane Kiffin will hit it off this weekend. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And Ole Miss will be right there with Texas A&M as a huge threat to to have maybe the number one back in the country in the fold, and everything will feel normal again in the SEC. So Lane's got a big weekend. With Zach Evans on campus, Brady Ward's over there. Marcus Henderson's over there. Ole Miss got a lot of, a lot of big names coming to town uh, this weekend. Uh, will not be boring in Oxford. Not that it ever is, but it definitely will yeah. be. Uh, don't be, won't be right now. All right, let's move on to the rest of the, uh, this recruiting class. Kev, we, we touched on uh, Christian Story briefly. Just named yeah, Mister Football. We got a what? question. In the, we got a question in the chat on how do you think Bam will use Christian Story? Great. Great segue. I can't see the chat, so that's cool. Um, so I've seen Christian since he was in eighth grade. Uh, there was his his father's the coach there at Lynette. They've been good for several years. They had Triquez Bridges, who's now at Oregon. Um, they had really, really the best player, Marlon Bridges, is, is maybe the best player to come from there. Smaller guy, a little bit of a tweener. He ended up at Jacksonville State, was like all conference, maybe all American before before he was done there. So Lynette's had a, a lot of guys, two state titles over the last four or five years. And, and Christian story has been a big part of that. So we've seen him play quarterback, running back, receiver, DB, um, returner, uh, special, all the special teams roles uh, in terms of coverage and returning. And he looks good every single time. Um, all of the, oh, maybe he's a dark horse quarterback stuff. I don't really see it. I mean, he's dedicated to that position to this point. But his dad's a football coach. He's a realist, right? The kid's been working at DB his whole life. He's been working at receiver his whole life. Uh, and I think with his size, it really just makes you wonder how quick and fast he's going to be. He's a legitimate 6'1", 
well over 200 pounds. Um, think of a Ronnie Clark coming out of high school. He's got good size on him, and it just makes me think that he's destined to to play a, a versatile role like an H-back, maybe even a bigger wide receiver, or maybe down the line growing into to an outside linebacker. But I think early on, let him do what, what he's most comfortable with. Get, get the ball in his hands, not as a quarterback, but as a wide receiver, and sort of let him go. A lot of people default to defense here and default to safety, but what he's done and what Alabama wants to do in the secondary, two completely different things. Story's been more of a corner at the high school level, uh, and he just he doesn't have the quickness and hips to play it in the SEC. So I think it would be people are assuming he could ascend to that uh, because he's familiar with DB. Playing corner your whole life and then moving to safety in a scheme like Alabama's is, is two different worlds. So I just think that's that's something that's a little bit more far fetched for Christian. Now, if Alabama wants to time there. Obviously, they're going to do it. But I think in terms of his development and his ability to see the field fairly early, I think offense will be the ticket uh, for Christian. And, and heck, he is the all-time leader in the state of Alabama for yards and touchdowns. Not James Winston, not Bo Nix, right? It, it's Christian's story. Uh, it's not Roy Dell Williams, not A.J. McCarron, not, not any of these guys. It's it's Christian's story. It's not on Johnson, you know? So let him, let him go try to score touchdowns, at least initially, and go from there. But he's a great kid. He's a he's a coach's kid and he acts like it. He plays like it. Uh, This is a huge get for Alabama, although a lot of in-state kids are sort of undervalued because, you know, they're expected to go to Bama. Right. If you get that green light, you commit. But uh, I I think story has the chance to be a little bit better than even we are are giving credit for. I go receiver first. Yeah, Receiver first. All right. All right. Let me. I mean, Bama's Bama's done well with one type of receiver. Right. The speed guy. Start start getting dynamic with different body types, right? Go with the bigger guy. Go with the tweener. Uh, and you still have those speed guys as well. Speed, you know, Smitty and, and Jalen Waddle, et cetera. You still have those guys. So complement them with different styles. And I think that's where a guy like Story could, can maybe make an impact. Yeah. Um, and then – there was another uh, – what, rece- well, what freshman receiver do you see? We talked about that, the Jones-Bell kid. Um, you. Uh, somebody's talking about they're excited to see Drew Sanders. They like his versatility. Yeah, that kid's, that kid's a freak of nature. There's another five, one like Story. Plays all over the five field. Star, yeah, five-star out of Denton, Texas. Yeah, um, uh, where do you kind of see him projecting? You know, I think – I just I think of college football in 2020. I think of, you got to affect the passer, and Bama's got a lot of pure pass rushers in this class. Your Chris Braswell's of the world, your Quandarius Robinsons of the world, but I don't know how many true like strong side defensive ends they got. Think of an Anthony Jennings, right? Sort of an unsung hero over the last few years, a guy who can rush the passer, but he can play the run just as well. Really hold the point of contact, stay outside, maintain leverage contain and set the edge for the run game and I think that's important as well so I think Sanders can be that strong side complement to the the blazing pass rusher that Alabama has coming in with with the Braswells of the world that kid's first step is unbelievable so I'm at Under Armour Braswell is going to be a star Quandarius Robinson once he is dedicated to one position like he will be I think he can be a star as well. Heck, DeMoy Kennedy might be a pure pass rusher before all is said and done. But all those guys as pass rushers 
are flash and speed. And I think Sanders could be a complement to that and be able to win pass rushing reps with power uh, and also set the edge in the run game. So I think there's a chance Sanders sees the field first because he just he's kind of like a Nick Saban guy. He looks like an Anthony Jennings where he can do a little bit of everything. Uh, and I think he's uh, obviously he's a five star type. The kid can do a lot of things. I mean, he he could be he was committed to Oklahoma as a tight end. Just think about that. Committed to Oklahoma as a tight end. <laughs> so worst case scenario, put him back on offense and let him go to work. Because uh, Oklahoma, you know, they say what you want about them when it comes to recruiting quarterbacks and pass catchers. They know what they're doing. So uh, Drew Sanders can do a lot of things. And I think there's a lot of that in this class. And Story and Sanders are sort of, you know, 1A and 1B in terms of which side of the ball and, and then where do you go from there even when you do have a side of the ball. I think Sanders could be an inside linebacker if you needed him to. It just depends on what his body does and, and really what how the rest of this class shakes out, especially with Dylan Moses coming back, uh, which is, again, cannot be um, overstated. I think that pushes guys outside because we know one linebacker spot is without a doubt secure. So that wow. should push a lot of these young guys outside. Yeah, I mean, it's not – and you're not going to push – you're not going to push like a Shane Lee outside because he's just not – He's not the he's he's not the hips aren't there for the outside for him. He's an inside guy. So I mean, you're probably looking at like a Shane Lee and a Dylan Moses on the inside this year. And uh, I can see that that yep. that Anthony that that Anthony Jennings spot that that strong side defensive end is really what they're going to be looking for. They're going to be looking to replace him. And I mean, that's I mean, Sanders looks the part. He's a big kid. Um, you know, he's he set the edge there. Uh, yeah, Kevin, be- tell me as, a, as an old lineman, as a left tackle, you play a lot of left tackle in your day. The left tackle, if you know a guy is a speed guy, how different is it versus when you know he can beat you with speed, but he can also beat you with power and a little bit of polish? How different is that approach? Yeah, I mean, so like if if you're line if you're lining up as a tackle and you got a guy like Braswell, you know, he, you know his first steps, he's going to beat you every single time. I mean, you're 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 kind of you're kind of in bail mode um, at the snap of the ball. You're you know you're focusing on trying to get there because you know that cat's flying off the edge, um, and he's not going to make too many power moves. He's not going to try to push pull you. He's not going to do all those things. He's going to slap, dip, and rip, and he's going to or he's just going to try to spin or he's going to hit you with the one step spin. Or something like that. Um, you know, you, you play it very different now. That you got like the Sanders with the power and the speed. Now you got to look for other. Now you got to look for other things. You got to look for him to actually come into you and make contact, push, pull, go inside, stuff like that. Um, so who would you rather face? I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to face a fast kid. Not anymore. Um, okay. I mean, back well, at, in your in your prime. Uh, I mean, you know, we're, going, we're talking two, back two, to the day. 290 yeah. pounds, you know, athletic, you know, feeling <laughs> no, good in, in your day, early twenties. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, I wanted to face the the speed kid. Right. That was that was the point I was trying to. I was trying yeah, to work back out. in the day, I wanted to face yeah. the speed kid. Like you know, give him <laughs> back. Like if we're gonna just go off of, I mean, I'll make a comp that only me and you will understand, unless there's some random favorite person watching this. Um, I mean, I would have rather faced the Garvin instead of the Jay Hill just because I know what I'm going to get with the speed guy. And, I, you know, you don't know what you're going to get when you have somebody that has both speed and power. So 
Yeah. Sanders is interesting, man. That that's it's like Anthony Jennings. It's like not is it not sexy enough? Is that why Jennings is, is sort of undervalued in in Alabama lore? Although he was so critical over the last four years, compared to like a Tim Williams or somebody who's screaming off the edge. It's not. It's not as sexy. But you're going. Like, Bama fans will tell you that Terrell Hall was more important over the last four years, and they would be wrong. Yes. Whatever his name is now. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be wrong. Right. I mean that that that's the your strong your strong side defensive end is the I mean he's the most one of the most important players up front. You gotta if you don't have an edge setter, you don't have you're you're screwed. Because if you don't have a strong side edge setter, you're gonna get you're gonna get beat to the corner every time and the team a team's gonna see that and they're gonna run they're gonna run outside zone. They're going to run stretch. They're going to run toss. They're going to beat you to the corner because you don't have somebody that can set the edge. And Jennings the last couple years has been that strong side edge that he sets the edge. It's kind of what we thought maybe Antonio Alfano would turn into, that edge setter. But now we know he's in – There's a name. He's in Boulder now doing something – but um, you know, to it's that's kind of like where we thought he was gonna go, turn into that strong side defensive end type cat. But um, I mean the Drew the Drew Sanders kids really uh, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see like you said what is by he's already like like six five six six maybe he, you know he's tall big kid um, little he's a little light for the you know for for right now but I mean we've all seen what. Bama can do to what they, what they want you to do. If they want you to gain weight, they're going to put it on you and you're going to look superhuman. But I mean, just look at, I mean, look at like Derrick Henry coming out of Yuli. I mean, he, yeah, granted, he's big. He's a big kid. But then he goes to Bama and now he's memed and all this stuff. He's, he's become a meme. So, how about Derrick Henry, man? Wow. What a, I mean, it's, it goes, what a this, run. It, he was underrated, I think. You know, I think he was – I think not a lot of people thought he could be an NFL running back because, you know – Mark Rick he, didn't think he could be a college running back. Yeah, well, that's why Mark Rick doesn't coach college football anymore. <laughs> that's why he's – he got – don't start me on Mark Rick. Mark Rick is the most underperforming coach of all time. Um, the teams he had at Georgia, he should have won like four natties. But that's not uh, – I'm just – that's not – what was um, it? Stafford, Stafford, um, AJ Green, and Noshawn Moreno. Noshawn Moreno, like what? You, you should have scored eighty points a game. Um, not to mention, you know, not to mention the lines that he had. I mean, just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that, no. But that team, though. Whew. Yeah, I mean, they were <laughs> that NCAA team was nasty. Bring back NCAA. Yeah, they, yeah. We 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 were mopping up people with Stafford virtually. Hashtag, hashtag bring back NCAA. We all want yes. it to be back. Um, you're going to pay kids, bring it back. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I just think a lot of people thought that he was he was too stiff and all this. He, You know, he does run – he is tall, so he runs tall. But, I sure. mean – Yeah, if you he's know, 6'3", you're not going to run 5'9". Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> sound like Booger McFarland there. You're stating the obvious. Well, but, I'm uh, saying, but it's like well, oh, he runs he, 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 yeah. he's, he's a six three plus running back. I mean, what do you? How do you want him to run? You want him? I mean, right. get out. Of here. 
mean, yeah, here a lot of guys thought a lot of people thought he was too stiff. He wasn't he wasn't gonna be able to be an every down back, which he's not an every down back. We all know that. That's why they got Deion Lewis. Um, he's not an every down back, but when you get him the ball and he gets rolling just like he did at Alabama, the more and more he gets the ball and the more touches he gets, the stronger he gets, the better he gets. And we've seen it here in the playoffs, you know. Just feed my man the rock and let him run. It's that long speed that I think really catches people off guard because he's so big. Oh, yeah. Once he gets out. Yeah. And his- you know, it's funny because this is like thrown out at white players, but he has the deceptive speed that they always talk about. Yeah, he exactly. has the sneaky speed that all these commentators talk about with these slot receivers and tight ends. Like, right? give him oh, the deceptive team. speed. Like, no, no, he's fast. Like, Adam Thielen is fast. <laughs> give him the Christian McCaffrey comp where oh yeah, Christian McCaffrey's effing fast. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Christian McCaffrey's one of the most athletic players to come out. I mean, he's just a freak of nature athlete. But I mean, you know, he gets the white comp. He gets the oh, he's deceptively quick and he's sneaky fast and he's a gym. And it's white broadcasters too. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so but yeah, no, he yes, Derrick Henry gets the he's deceptively fast because but he, he is actually deceptively is. fast. <laughs> Thank you. They finally like 20 years later figured it out. That's yeah. the guy who's deceptively fast. There's your deceptively yeah. fast guy, not Christian McCaffrey. Oh, no. oh, don't worry. Joe Joe Burrow's about to go to the league. It's coming. It's coming back. Deceptively well, fast is gonna wait be back. T- wait till T Law gets there. Uh, it'll be there too. It'll be oh god, just like, like Aaron Joe Burrow's gonna run like four six one laser and be like he's deceptively fast. Like no, he's tangibly fast. Like yeah, it's there's but, numbers for that. Yeah, God help his career because he's gonna end up in Cincinnati. Somewhere. I don't know, man. What about the Panthers trading up? What you got? What's the scoop for Charlotte? Give it to me. I mean, I uh, I don't know, man. Everybody, go, go get him. Go get him. Yeah, I mean, you got the seventh, the sixth or seventh pick. Something trade, like that. trade the ghost of Luke Keekley for that number one overall pick. <sighs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, Luke, man. He's not no, dead, I mean, guys. He retired. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, don't, don't. You know, it's like Crimson of Blue podcast says kills Luke, Luke Keekley during, during yeah, the show. Yeah, during the show. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean, Joe with Joe Brady coming. I mean, you gotta. I don't know. You got Cam Newton, who God only knows what. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's not. That's, Will, getting, that's getting weird. That's getting weird. Yeah, it's, getting weird. It, I mean, it's not going to be Will Greer. Let's be. Let's go there. It's not going to be Will Greer. It's not going to be Kyle Allen. So, yeah. Everybody thought yeah. it would be Kyle Allen, and then it was like, so yeah, just like in college. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Texas. Good job, Texas A&M. Um, Kyler. Kyler to Kyle or Kyle to Kyler? One of them. Didn't work but, either way. Yeah, either way it didn't work. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. That would be interesting. I wouldn't mind it. I just I said that they should just wait wait till like, the second or third round and draft Jalen. So, uh-huh. But uh, what do I know? You had to get your Jalen Hurts mention in. Somewhere Bama fan Dave is, is turning. <laughs> he's, lo- he's logging off. He's logging off. Yeah, wherever he is, right? If he's watching, he probably yeah. he, he just closed the window because made a Jalen made a Jalen yep. NFL reference. Exactly. Hopefully, he's not in his car listening because now he's gonna get a speeding ticket. 
Yeah, sorry, just, Dave. You know, uh, and that's the thing. I haven't, I haven't actually gotten to talk to Dave since he went to Oklahoma and actually became a quarterback. So, Oh, that's, that's, see, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He actually – Dave is conveniently gone. We should tweet him. Tweet him from the pod account later. <laughs> Say, please listen to the 50 50- – <laughs> Nine minutes. Nine forty mark of this pod to get your Jalen. <laughs> yeah, it is for you, friend. Uh, Just for so you. yeah, yeah. We'll see what Jalen does. Uh, he'll be at the Senior Bowl this coming week, and that'll be a zoo. So, don't if you're in Mobile, stay away from Lad Peebles because it's going to be wild. Justin Herbert's going to be over there. Jalen Hurts, uh, a lot of big time players. Of course, Alabama and Auburn will be represented as well. Uh, including some other mobile guys. So that'll be cool. Always cool for those guys to go home. Yeah, he needs he needs to have a good week. He's had a weird two years, I think. He needs the tape. He needs yeah. to have a good he needs to have a good week there. I mean Well, as a big DT, you need to show that in one on ones you can win. Uh, yeah. You know, he's you gotta be able to rush the passer in, in twenty twenty. So those if there's one element, his one on ones versus interior prospects are gonna be huge for for his stock. Could literally be the difference in a round, I think. It's oh, a yeah. hard, it's a hard sell because we just don't see guys like that. Uh, not in the, very, very not high. NFL, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, there's so, only so many. How many Calais Campbells exist? Yeah, know? I mean, you're starting to see the more Aaron Darnolds than you do the Calais Campbells. So exactly, which is crazy to think about five years ago, but it's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So they, shout out they, to those guys headed to Mobile. Finish strong. Nick Saban Jr. wants to wants to know who we got going to the Super Bowl. Oh God! This is the least informed NFL season I've ever been alive. Yeah, I've really not uh, paid attention to anything. I'll take Aaron Rodgers against Jimmy G. Um, I just think he's got to win another bowl to be considered one of the greats, and I think he is one of the greats. So I'll take Aaron Rodgers to to get by San Fran, especially because I think San Fran killed him early in the season. So yeah, and isn't it it twice. No, it's insane. It'd be in San Francisco. So. Yeah. Oh no. If it was in Green Bay, it'd be a wrap. But, if it was in Green Bay, we're not even talking about this one. And then AFC. I mean, gosh, can you really predict this Titans run to continue against KC and all those points that we think are going to exist? Of course, we thought Baltimore would score a lot on Tennessee. Uh, we thought New England probably would too. But uh, Rashawn Evans and the boys are are really as big of a story as Derrick Henry. They're just it's just football, so people forget about defense, but. Uh, Rashawn Evans and those guys have been unbelievable beating Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson. Um, but can they really go to Arrowhead and do it? You know, I just it's the tough, it's like it's one of the t- it's one of the toughest places to play. It's bound well, to be it's bound to be just the margin in the city. It's like it's really weird. Like, I don't know. Have you ever thought about that? Like, for me, it's like all I think about when I hear Kansas is like tornadoes and crap, but then like it's in Missouri, Kev, Kansas City, Missouri. Whatever. See, I'm uninformed. Kansas City. Kansas, well, there's Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, I know that, but I thought they were in Kansas City, Kansas. It's it's close to the border. Whatever. Okay, so in in Kansas City, tornadoes there. But you're uh, like that's, Midwest cold uh, tornado. Apparently, it's not mediocre so football. Sorry. But now I don't. But I just don't. I don't ever like think about it being like freezing cold like it always is. Like I feel like. Oh yeah, they have some snow games out there, man. Yeah, I just I guess, think oh, it's just southern and ignorant or something. I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's just, like, Kansas City's margin for error is so big though, 
Like Kansas City will be trash for three quarters, and then oh, Tyreek Hill, eighty yards. Oh, trash. Yeah, I mean, look what happened. Look what happened oh, last Mahomes week. broke a tackle. I mean, yeah, exactly. Course, they just answered points. I mean, they went right, down, and you know, you know, they're not going to come out that flat again. There's no way. I mean, they they ended up scoring fifty one in the play in a playoff game. I mean, yeah, it, it it's like just they, like when Clemson was bad early in that Ohio State game. You knew they were going to come out the gate swinging against LSU and hell. For the first seven, eight minutes of the of the first quarter and the first seven, eight minutes of the third quarter, Clemson was dominant almost uh, against LSU. The problem is there's another 40 minutes. But um, it's just like with KC, you know they're not coming out that flat again. You, they yeah, just can't. It can't happen. Yeah. So, um, but even if it does, they have that capability. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The, that offense is stupid scary. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but, and on defense they got pass rushers, so when they get a lead, you know. Yeah, I mean they brought in they brought in Terrell Suggs just for this reason. I mean, yeah, he's like we'll seventy five years old, but I mean, he can still rush the pass. He might get a ring. We I just we just need Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. We just need that. It, no I just disrespect need, to Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I need two old fashioned gunslingers just slinging it. And that's just, I just need the gunslinging to happen. I need a Super Bowl. It'd be a wide open Super Bowl. It, it would actually be. Inter, I feel like it would be entertaining for once because I mean we we've lost kind of the entertainment factor of the Super Bowl here recently. Um, but you know I think gunslinging could help that out because I mean thank God we're not seeing Tom Brady and the Patriots again. That's I mean I'll say you that. Speak for most of America saying that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, all except for like one corner of the Northeast, but um, you know, thank God it's not Tom Brady. But I would like to see the gunslinging of Mahomes and the gunslinging of Aaron Rodgers. Thank, thank was, God we don't cover baseball, by the way. Holy crap! Uh, I don't. Think, I don't think I could cover baseball. Same, but man, whoo, that's slippery slope. Like it's like, about to be to the point where if you were even like. If you're in Houston in 2017, like you're fired. Yeah, like, like, oh, I was dri- I was driving by on I whatever that is I 10. Oh, you're fired. Like you were in Houston 2017, you're out. You're out. You gotta go. Yeah, like, it's, are we it's amazing. See, like, the first major championship stripped from a team. Like I don't know. Like I just feel like there's. I feel like there's. I don't know what they were doing, but I thought like, today they're accusing another team of using this stuff. It's like it's like now that one team. Is 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 crumbling from within. They're like, shoot, I, I saw that ten years ago, and like people are saying it now. Oh yeah, they're blue falconing. They're blue falconing people left and right. Like if we're going down, like you're coming down with us. Like yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like people were, like posting pictures of like Altuve, and they were like zooming oh, yeah, in. Like, they're like, what's like on this? his shoulder? Like, What's that? What is that? Is that a? He's like, don't. He's like, don't rip my shirt off after this walk off. Yeah, don't take my, my shirt off. He's like, because my wife will get mad. Like, no, it was really like, you know, it's because I'm wearing a wire. The eye in the sky, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah. He's, he's that. He's that confidential informant that's like, please don't let him know I'm wearing a wire. Like, he's got this it's, like it's vibrating so, thing. Like, it's like vibrate once if it's a fastball. Like, I don't know how that works, but <laughs> blink twice if you're in Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> that must mean it's getting late. Yeah, it's classic. My watch is dead, too, so it's getting late. <laughs> it's 10-15, it's so. Yeah, I mean, we're we old. Have, 
We still have 20 people watching us ramble on and make Anchorman. Reference. Shout out to the 20. I mean, it's Friday night, guys. Come on. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? And it is. Uh, at least, uh, tomorrow night. At least it's not tomorrow night. We got those fights to watch. Polynesian Bowl to watch. So. Yeah. yeah so you have an excuse. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Just never. The haka never gets old, right? No, it doesn't. Like, like what else never gets old like the haka? Because I could watch. I could watch the same haka on repeat right after the first one's done. Like, I could watch them back-to-back, two of the same. Yeah, I mean, I can pull up YouTube and type in Hakka and just watch every single one of them. Like, you'd be good with that, yeah. yeah. What else doesn't get yeah. all like that? Like, Power. certain roller coasters, maybe? Roller coasters? Certain certain one? Certain roller no. coasters? Certain roller coasters don't get old, right? Like, when you go... Obviously, you don't ride them back-to-back. I mean, you can if you want Vertigo, but you can also go back, you know, you're a kid, and then you grow up, you're like, oh, man, this is still... Like that roller coaster for me, it's like Montu at, at at Bush Gardens in Tampa. It's like, man, it's still as gangster as it was when I was ten. Yeah, well, I mean, I I tried. We went to uh, went to Carowinds not too long ago. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to set you up like this, bro. I promise. What? I was just saying. I, I didn't know where you're going with it, but I'm sorry. I mean, I went to Carowinds not too long ago. I wanted to ride the roller coasters that I used to ride that I loved as a kid and as a even as a young adult, and then I got there and. The damn chest harness is too small, so it doesn't click. So I can't ride, can't ride the Carowinds roller coaster because the chest harness won't close. Well, it's like, and see, as an interviewer, you're asking questions and you're always thinking of your next question. So I was thinking of what else is sort of evergreen, like the Hawkins roller coasters. For some reason, popped in my mind. You know what? Marvel movies. How about that? Like you can watch all those things, all again. Things all things Marvel. Right. All they're always great, right? I haven't seen a new Star Wars yet. I'm like, uh, neither have I because you didn't come here for Christmas. So, well, I, I didn't have you to watch Star Wars with, so I didn't go watch it yet. So, I still haven't well, watched you know, it. Baseball's not the only thing we got out of at the right time. You know, I'm time. waiting on you. So, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. But anyway, the Hawk is dope. Polynesian Bowl is tomorrow night. Uh, DJ Uangaleli is playing. Oh, I think he's playing. He's uh, that, he's, he's there. the heir apparent to T Law. Yeah, uh, so he's there's there. a lot of a lot of good players expected out there. Justin Flo and company gonna play uh, in that game. Leonard Manuel, a kid who's still available. Uh, a couple quarterbacks as well, so it'll be fun. Uh, I think that's it's in Hawaii, so it's late. It's a late game, but if you're not in an MMA fan, check that out. Saturday night, we'll probably talk about it next week at some point on the pie. I really bombed on that. Uh, what is Evergreen like to Hawka? A roller coaster should not have been the first thing I said. <laughs> I mean, there's some not safe for pod stuff we could talk about. That is always great. Um, but Hawka never gets old. That was the point. I just, you know, I tried to get too cute with it. I apologize. <laughs> I've never been to Carowinds, though. I got to check. I got to check that out one day. We'll, we'll go to Carowinds next time you come. Let's do it. Yeah, we got a there's a Nike camp coming up or something up there. Yeah, so yeah. Under Armour, one of those. There's a million camps now, so we'll be out there. Yeah, man. But Any uh, questions or anything for us? Uh, Super Bowl was the last question. Really, uh, do we think Tennessee would be where they are now? I don't know, so it's hard to say. Yeah, I mean. Ryan Tannehill is our starting quarterback. Bro, Ryan Tannehill can't win a Super Bowl. Let's just be honest. Well, I mean, they said that about Trent Dilfer, and he won a Super Bowl. Different. It was a different climate, though. This is like offensive teams win Super Bowls now, right? Yeah, I mean, offense wins championships. 
I mean, I I get they got Derrick Henry. I get they got Corey Davis. I get they got John U. Smith. But still Ryan Tannehill out there. I mean, he did supplant Marcus Mariota, which is a big deal. But uh, yeah, like what? he needs to hit the portal, by the way. Like, is yeah. Marcus Mariota that bad? Like, he got ousted by I don't Ryan know. Like, what I don't we... know because there wasn't, there weren't in the last five years, there aren't five college quarterbacks that I was like, yo, this guy's going to win the game. When I watched Mariota, I was like, yeah, they're going to win. Yeah. Just, if you just felt it, right? You're just like, yep, they got it. Like, I felt that with Baker. I felt that with Johnny Football to some degree. Heck, I, I felt that with AJ McCarron. I felt like, you know what? They're going to win. And Mariota was one of those guys, and it just, I just hadn't worked. Maybe he just needs to change the scenery. I don't know. They've had a bunch, a bunch of different coaches and OCs and stuff, but that that is weird. Well, now you have a middle linebacker as your head coach. So. I just Tannehill can't win a Super Bowl. It's got to be Mahomes and Rodgers. Come on, I'm the defensive guy, and I want to see these two quarterbacks go after it, get after it. So um, yeah, but we'll see. It's the NFL, man. It's, it's a crapshoot. Who you got tomorrow? Who you got tomorrow, Connor or Cowboy? You know what? I just MMA is like my way where I can like root for the bad guys, man. So give me Connor. Give me a vicious, bloody knockout. Um, all the talking, all of the antics. I want all of that. Yeah, you but know? he's. I want he's, in my MMA. I want all that. He's calmed down. Like he's calmed himself down now. Like if you watch that interview he does yeah, the other I, day, I, like, I watched it yesterday. It, it, yeah, I mean, he talks about, you know he talks about how he respects LeBron for spending a million and a half on his body and like you know make sure and he's taking care of himself and he stopped drinking. Which I mean, obviously he was drinking because he's throwing shit at buses and doing all types of crazy <laughs> stuff. But I mean, you know, you got to respect a guy that realizes he's like sliding down this like path of like not being a superstar anymore and like all right well we'll see we'll see if he gets blood on his hands and a massive victory we'll see how calm he is oh i mean that animal that animal's coming right back he's still the same guy i mean you can see him at the press conference but he's not like he wasn't like overly talking crap like he usually does at the press conferences and you know he's shaking hands polite and doing all the stuff that you want your superstar. So he can be aggressive. He's just not like, he's not trying to break laws now. <laughs> yeah, he's not trying to assault people and shit like that. Like, he's, got, yeah. Yeah. he's got charges now. So, But yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll be good. I'm probably, I'm probably not going to watch it live because I'm not going to pay for it just because I'm cheap. But uh, I'll watch some replays. It'll be, it'll be on social media five seconds after it happens anyway. So That's true too. Be on yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. But I, I like all the bad guys. I like the guys who talk the most crap. I like that. Oh, yeah. When I go to MMA, give me all of that. Give me the want, worst yeah, character guy. Knocking someone's face off. Like, I'm, I'm trying to see Greg Hardy win championships in UFC. I don't care. Too far? Yeah, yeah then they were. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it a night on that one. So this, is, this isn't this is live, right? So we can rewind and chop. Oh, no, we're still live. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but, hey, uh, Greg Hardy's like, he's like 10 and 1 or something, isn't he? Yeah, isn't he really yeah. Beat, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Just win fights. I'm not talking about winning life and, and mentoring children. life either. I was just saying that his former life rolls into his new one in certain ways. But, you know, maybe that was too far, but. Well, people yeah. don't get it. Now we, as cool. I, 
as I watch the number of viewers plummet. Um, yeah, people are like, oh, they're talking MMA, like we're out of here. Yeah, we're out of here. Um, no, but um, as always, guys, we appreciate you coming in on a Friday night, coming and hanging out with us. Um, I mean, I don't know. You know, it, it, it's it's always humbling and stuff to see, uh, you know, people come out and support us on a Friday night when you could be anywhere else, even though there's not much going on right now. But we still appreciate you guys tuning in to us, as always. Um, if you're new to the show, probably should have let off with this so you didn't have to go through an hour and 15 minutes of hearing us talk before I got to this part. But um, if, you, if you're new to the show and you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Um this is where we're pushing our content now. We're really focusing on YouTube and uh, getting getting video content up, and um, that's where we're that's where we're gonna kind of focus. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, IG, um, and all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, t- tweeting questions. We can we we're not that smart, but we do have the ability to save those, so we yeah. can come back and answer those um, on later shows or what have you. So. Yeah. Like so we said, recruiting recruiting's back open, so this thing's about to pick up in the next few weeks, so we hope to cover it for you. Yeah, so anything, anything that comes up during your week or in between shows that you guys want to know, just tweet us at CABC Pod. Um, send us a direct message. Send it to – send it, it to uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, at producer underscore Kev. You can send it to me, or you can send it to at CABC Pod on Twitter. Uh, it's at CABC Pod on on uh, Instagram as well, and it's uh, Crimson and Blue Chips on Facebook. You can send it to any one of those platforms, and we'll make sure we get to it on the next show. Um, I, like I said, we're trying to get more. We're trying to get more back into the rhythm and back into doing this every, you know, not every day, but at least once or twice a week, because yeah, it's, uh, it is something that that we did for you guys, and you know. We want to continue to bring you guys good content and all that good stuff. So subscribe, hit bell notification. That way you get notified every time we post a video. And, um, you know, Friday night, we appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. A quick shout out. Everglades High School has two national champions. Joe Brady, John DeCoster, a couple of my high school teammates. Public congratulations for uh, for winning the Natty at LSU. Uh, publicly hadn't said much of that, but obviously – a lot of ties to LSU this past year. They're both on. John DeCoster went over to Old Dominion. Joe Brady, of course, in Kevin's neck of the woods uh, at in Charlotte coaching the Panthers. But shout out to everybody's high school. Uh, alma mater, a couple national champions. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So there's that. All right. I'm good. You good? I'm good, man. We appreciate you guys, as always. Uh, for John, I'm producer Kevin. We'll see you next time.